Hello, welcome to the Warrior Families Podcast, where we seek and share principles that will help you find your path into your unique potential. Today, we're going to talk about how sometimes in life we get certain experiences that either we have to go through or we feel like we should do, and it, they fill us with a lot of fear. And as I've had some of those experiences lately, there's certain things that have helped me that I know to be true that have helped me be able to move forward and keep going, even though sometimes I feel those feelings of fear and I'm unsure of how to proceed. So I hope that this is helpful for you as you listen. This is taken from an audio from our Find Your Path YouTube channel. Hi guys, welcome back. Sorry, this is such a dark video. I'm actually outside and it's dark in the car because we are, this is Christmas day and we drove to Mesquite. We left around five and we just drove here so that we could head over to our, see our friends um, in Mexico. In the morning, we wanted to get there early enough to be able to celebrate one of the kids' birthdays with him. And so um, before we went, I wanted to make sure I shared a couple of things that I wrote about in the blog, but I haven't shared on video or on the podcast. And I thought I better because I know a lot of people don't read the blog. And when I reference these stories, I don't want it to be confusing. I did reference them in the last video. So on the drive here, I was listening to just some of my favorite songs, some beautiful music, and just kind of remembering a lot of the why about what we're doing. It can be really easy to forget. And there are moments where I feel a lot of, I don't know, normal people, thoughts and feelings of like, um, you know, what are we giving up? We've worked really hard to get to where we're at in our home and in my husband's job, and we've made a lot of sacrifices. And are we, you know, is this crazy to kind of just put that aside and go and do something completely different? And what's that going to do for my kids? And are they going to be okay? Are they going to have opportunities that they need? And all those normal fears that start to come into my heart. And I had a uh, talk about this with someone the other day who was also saying, you know, this is dangerous and I just love your kids and I want what's best for them. And I worry about the things that you're doing. And I get that and I worry too. And sometimes I have those moments where I'm afraid. And so I shared with them this experience that I shared on my blog and I wanted to share with you guys. We have a really good friend who we're not gonna see on this trip because he ran away from the orphanage and we just love him dearly. Um, he feels like part of our family. When we were there over the summer, this young man was really interested in learning how to pray. And we sat, I took him aside and I showed him how to pray and we prayed together for some of the things that he wished for. And he was constantly asking me how he could help me. If he saw me trying to juggle several kids up a hill, he would come and take them for me and help them out, carry my drink. Just, he was constantly seeing how he could help. And he was a really hard worker and had such a sweet, good heart. And he ran away recently. And as I was looking at the place where he is, um, it's kind of a holding place in Mexico. Instead of having foster homes, they have orphanages. And so a lot of the kids in orphanages actually have parents, but their parents are addicted or have abuse issues or neglect. And so they put them in these orphanages. And before they head to the orphanage, they have them in this kind of holding center. And in that holding center, there's a lot of kids there waiting to be placed in orphanages. And here in the U.S., a lot of times we have these holding places that maybe kids stay in for a, a day or two before they're placed in foster care or in a group home. But in these holding places in Mexico, sometimes they're there for years. And I wondered what 
it was like to live there. I was trying to find information about it because I care so much about this kid and I kind of wanted to know where he's at and what it's like. And I found this news story about this particular place where he happens to be. And there was um, allegations about abuse and um, an allegation of torture, sexual abuse, these different things that were being alleged against this place. And there's this video footage inside the place where two girls are beating up on another girl. And this happens for a while. They're hitting her, kicking her. She's on the ground. And there's these caretakers, adults, that are walking around, seeing the situation and walking away or or saying a few things and then walking away and not doing anything. And so as you're watching the scene, like everything in your heart's like, somebody do something, but there's just a lot of people standing around. And after a couple of minutes, somebody finally walks in this man. He pulls the, girls, the girl off where she's at and moves her and then that's all you see but what hit me about this situation was that i don't want to be like those women who were just standing there watching and that's how i see the situation in mexico the problem of neglected and abandoned children is huge there's a lot of addiction especially in the border towns there's a lot of um, drugs and alcohol and things that happen and these kids are left alone and there's so many orphanages in Tijuana alone. There's a hundred, more than a hundred orphanages and Mexico's big, you know, that's just one city in Mexico. And you see this huge problem and you see these children in these videos that I saw. There was another part where these boys were like kicking in walls and like grabbing the construction material and throwing them at each other. And you just want to go in and talk to them and bring some peace to their situation, bring some peace to their heart, let them know who they are and that they're loved and that they're not alone and that's what i want to do in my own small way even though i can't reach all of them i do believe that when you go out and you share love that love can ripple out and you never know the effect that it can have and that's just what my heart desires so badly is to just share god's love with these kids i have another friend who also ran away and he texted me, he somehow got a hold of a phone and he was able to message me on Facebook. And he was telling me that at first that he was doing okay. But then after a while, he's like, I'm not really okay. I ran away from this place and now I don't have anywhere to sleep. I haven't eaten all day. I don't know what to do. And he was afraid because he knew that if he turned himself in to the police that they would put him in a recovery center is kind of what he called it like a rehab center where they put kids who ran away or how he put it the kids that the orphanages don't want and he was afraid to go there he didn't want to go and I didn't know how to help him I obviously wanted to drive to Mexico and find him and give him something to eat and have a talk with him give him a hug but I also knew that because he was a runaway like if I went I would be aiding him and if I was caught it would might make it so that I couldn't go back into Mexico and I've obviously I want to keep coming back. So I just try to help him see what the consequences of, of running were. Like if he kept running away and if he kept avoiding police officers and the consequences that might happen, he could get involved in gangs and, and how his life could turn out if he ended up going that route. How important it was to just face the consequences of his actions square on, try to make the best of them and then move forward in a good way that's how you build your character and we had had this talk actually when I was there in the summer um, we had a situation happen where he regretted having done something and he wasn't sure 
what to do at that point. And I said the same thing to him. I said, hey, sometimes when we do something that we regret, the best thing to do is to face it head on, to say we're sorry. And as we continue to do that, we will become the kind of people who are can be out of the situations and who can make a difference for good in the world. It builds our character when we can face life that way. And I reminded him of those words. And he said, okay, I'm going to turn myself in. There's police officers around right now. I'm just going to go. And the next thing I heard was from somebody else who had said that he was being questioned by the police. He had turned himself in. And when I heard this, that he was being questioned by the police, I just cried. I cried for him. Um, I wish that there was a better option somewhere we could go because what he was really looking for was to be loved. I noticed that, again, over the summer, he was another one that just felt the spirit so easily. Uh, we would show videos uh, from like our church's YouTube channel. And I would ask if anyone had any thoughts. He would raise his hand and he would talk about how it helped him feel and how he felt so much peace and so much love as he watched these things. Also, there was a time when the missionaries came to the orphanage and they sung the song, A Child's Prayer, after helping us clean up. And he asked if we could memorize that song as a group. And so we worked on it and memorized it for him. And he just had such a sweet good heart and he just wanted to be loved he asked me if he could pretend I was his mom um, he just had this need of feeling um, like he belonged in a part of something so knowing that he was in this place where he wasn't likely going to get that love that he was seeking so badly just hurt my heart so much and I prayed that maybe there would be some mentor or someone there that would give him that love that would help him feel God's love for him and remind him that he's not alone and so through these experiences, I want to, again, I guess start feeling kind of anxious about building this home in Mexico. I want to go find these two boys and bring them to my home. And I want to find um, others like them who just want to know that they're loved and don't know where to find that. And I want them to, I want to point them to God so they can always have access to, to that great love that he has for them and to do things that will remind them and to help them see who they really are. And it's been tricky because our house isn't selling and it starts to feel like, why is this taking so long? I thought, you know, this should be easier. Obviously, it's a good thing. Why isn't God making it happen? Which is silly to say. It hasn't been on the market that long. I'm just getting impatient. And there's been so many good people that are stepping up. And I think that's part of it is that it's not supposed to be just our work. It's so beautiful to see people coming together to help these kids have a home and a place where they can be safe and get the education that will help them see who they are and want to reach their potential and do good in this world with those gifts and talents that they each have so abundantly. So one night after these boys had left, I was laying in bed and I was crying into my pillow and wondering if I could really do this. It was just hurting so much to love these kids so much and then to have them leave and not sure if I'd see them again. And um, as a mom of eight of my own kids, I wondered if this was taking up too much of my energy and if it was wrong to care so much when there was so little I could do. And I got a text from one of the, and he aged out of the system and he wants to come help us when we build our home. He says he wants to come and help in any way he can. He's really sweet. And he asked how I was doing and I just turned the conversation over to him. I asked him how he was doing. Then I think he perceived that things were maybe not okay because I hadn't answered his question. And he said, don't worry, things are going to work out. You'll see because God is on our side. As you can imagine, those words just brought on another flood of tears. 
But I was so grateful that he would say just the right thing that I needed to hear at that moment. I thanked him for his beautiful words and let him know how much they meant to me. And I finished my prayer that I had been praying as I was crying. And I thanked God for those encouraging words and, and then put on my ear pods to listen to a podcast as I try to go to sleep to kind of help my mind calm down. And it was the Unshaken podcast by Jared Halverston. And he was talking about the book of Malachi and giving our best gifts and giving our best sacrifices and how God doesn't want our leftovers. And he said something as I was starting to doze off. I don't have it word for word, but he said, we have a work to do. We cannot rob God of our time. We cannot rob God of our talents or the abundant gifts and blessings he's given us. We need to offer them back in return, outward to one another, to the widows, to the orphans, to the poor and strangers among us. And I kind of woke up when he said that and I rewound it and listened to it again. And again, it was just a neat little I love you from Heavenly Father letting me know that no, it's not wrong to love them. It's not wrong to be trying to do something. And maybe my timing isn't exactly his, but that things are going to work out, that our intentions are good. And I think the only reason that I feel like we can move forward, it's not because I think that I can do it, but it's because of who he is. He is a good father. I'm over here just floundering half the time. I don't know what I'm doing, but I am trying. And I know as a mother, when I see my kids trying, that I want to help them and I want to see them succeed. And I know that that's the kind of father he is, that as I sit here and flounder around and try to figure things out, that he loves me, I'm his little girl, and that he's going to help me with these righteous desires in my heart uh, because they are his children too. And he also wants them to feel loved. I know I can trust him. So it's gonna have to work out because of who he is. And that gives what gives me peace and what helps me keep going just knowing his character and the kind of father he is. So I guess that's my Christmas message today is how good God is and how much he loves us and how much he wants to help us and how much he loves each of his children. And we don't have to be like these women in the video I saw that just stood there or walked by and did nothing. And I don't know what they've been through and what they were scared of. I'm sure they were afraid to step in and I don't know what kind of situations they've been in before that I've gotten them to the point where they could see something like that and not step in. So I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm judging them, but I also want to say that I don't want to become that way as I see so much suffering and as I witness some of these things. And I don't want to be the kind of person who sees the problem and says, well, I hope somebody does something. I want to be able to step in and say, okay, well, I better do something, even if it hurts a little bit in the process or a lot of bit but we never step forward alone. God is always with us and he's going to give us his strength and his grace and his love so that we can do these things that feel so big, one little action at a time, one little act of love at a time. So I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. And so tomorrow we are going to surprise the kids at the orphanage. They're expecting us on the 28th. They don't know that we're coming early. So I'll see if I can remember to film some of that. That'll be kind of fun to surprise them. And um, it's one of the kids' birthdays. And tomorrow's another one of the kids' birthdays. So we wanted to be there for both of those. So that's why we're going a couple of days early. And now I better go back into the hotel room and go to sleep. I'm sure my whole family's sleeping. 
and we are going to get up pretty early so we can get there early enough for the surprise. So good night and we will see you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.